Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. I do declare here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Dreamers. After settling back into the castle, Gary begins to take stock of what they want to do next. He checks out the massive amount of loot in the throne storeroom, catches up with the town folk, and begins to plan for Longreach's future with Yargin. When taking stock of how much gold they have to pay the people while they get back on their feet, Gary heads to the storeroom to find it completely empty. I do declare, Yorana is back in session. <laughs> Jorgen. What the hell? This was empty the whole time. No. It was filled. I was here last night. I was here. It was all here. So where'd it go? Yeah. I thought I could trust these people. What exactly was in here, lad? It was it was an entire room full of treasure. I would have grabbed more, but I, I figured the people could use it, but fuck. The throne room was uh, packed full of people last night. There's no way that someone could have hauled all of this out of here. This doesn't make sense. Logan? <laughs> How? What, how would Logan take it out without waking any of us? I mean, some magic was involved. I don't fucking know. Uh, this is not what I need right now. Christ. I, I don't I don't Shit. have eyes on the back of my fucking head. I can't watch everything. Hey, hey. And, and he grabs you by the shoulders. He goes, it's going to be all right. Okay, the hard part, most of the hard part is done. What is our best lead? Maybe there's something around here. I don't know. Uh, let me help see. me look, lad. Help me look. You too. Yeah, okay. I'll try. I, I take out my um, arcane war pick and I use the detect magic to see. If I can. Ah, very good. Okay, you hold out the war pick and you begin to kind of move it over like a metal detector. There is like a handful of coins left on the ground. There's like an old suit of armor left, you know. Obviously not everything was scrubbed clean, but it is pretty damn bare compared to how it was yesterday. Also roll an investigation check for me. 14. So you don't find much that is magical. You detect a very like dull glow coming from that old suit of armor. However, in one of the corners of the room, you find a shattered pair of glasses on the ground. They have these kind of bluish lenses and there's a crack running along one of the frames and you see a splatter of blood uh, on it. Um, what about this? Glasses. You're detecting magic from them? Yeah, and uh, I also see blood. Must have been a tussle here or something. I don't. 
Hmm. Do you know anybody that wears glasses besides me? Logan doesn't wear any. The Garalans don't wear glasses, but... When you were here, did you see anyone else in the palace? Um, just like, uh, some survivors. Angelina looks around the room and she says, Hold up. And she kind of follows the splatters of blood and she says, Uh, Ray. And she goes up to the old suit of armor and lifts the visor. And in the suit of armor, you see that a body has been stuffed in there. <laughs> and there are just like kind of dead eyes staring out from the visor. Oh, God. I'm going to pull the body out of the suit of armor. There are like latches and it opens like a sarcophagus and the body falls out. And you see that it is a prisoner. Still in prisoner outfit, actually. Roll an investigation check for me, I guess. 10. You don't see much on him, but when the body kind of falls out, your war pick kind of vaguely glows around certain parts of the person's body. And you see that his injuries were likely by some manner of magic. There was definitely some sort of fight or something here. And so like the big lesions you see, you see like a on his abdomen and a couple of like, they look kind of like scorch marks on his face. And there's the faintest trace of magic that leads you to conclude that spells were likely what did him in. <sighs> okay, so there is magic involved. Somehow none of us fucking heard it last night. I met this chap. And the underhand hold. I, you don't think he was responsible for this, right? No. Um... And he picks up the glasses and he goes to put them on his face and he goes, they're far too small for him anyways. The guy that was stuffed into the armor was a pretty beefy orc. Uh, and the glasses are very small and round to the point where like it just, it, there's no way those could sit on his face. Let me, let me try those for a second. I'm going to put the glasses on. You put them on and you gather that they were likely made for someone about your size. But I see fine. You see fine. You see everything with a slight blue tint. Okay. I don't know. I feel like these are meant for seeing something. I'm going to hold on to them. Okay. Should we search anywhere else or do you think all the keys lie in here? Um, I definitely think something was with that underhand hold. It gave me the creeps. I checked it out last night. What just spot? I think all the stuff that you saw, you know, but uh, there was a secret tunnel someone was coughing out. Really? I'm gonna be really upset if I go back there and I see that it's been finished. Huh. So, I don't know. That's the only lead I've got right now. I don't know what to tell these people, though. They're gonna really freak out when they find out that there's no more money. Uh, do you think it would cause panic if we push the investigation back a little? Or push the meeting a bit back? So we have more time to investigate. I suppose it wouldn't hurt to push the meeting back, yeah. Or, I mean, we have manpower now. We could set them all to search for us. Yes, but then the people are going to start turning on each other and, and hurting each other. It's right, accusing right. them of getting something. It's just going to be an extra mess. Um, I, don't, I don't think we should let them know what has happened yet. Right, okay. If, uh... You know, if we lose the trail, then, yeah, I guess we have to tell them. Why don't you do, um, use that pick of yours, uh, give a sweep of the palace, see if we find anything else in the nearby vicinity. All right. All right, let's see. In the meantime, I'll, uh, I'll talk to people around, see if, if they notice anything suspicious. Um, trusted people. 
Aye. Okay. You said you wanted to check the underhand hold. Yeah. Why don't we meet at the entrance to the, to the mines? Sure. Okay. All right. I'll see you in a bit. And he steps away, and Grizabeth looks at you and goes, Oh, God, Gary, what are you? I mean, who? this wouldn't benefit anyone in town, right? To, well, like, why would you bankrupt your, your own city that you, that you want to live in? This had to be someone else, right? Well, it could just be some assholes hiding it all in his house because uh, he didn't think that far ahead. Uh, could be an outside source. Christ, just when I was starting to get hope. This is why I don't like living around other people. They just ruin everything. Gary, it's always gonna happen. But we can't just be recluses. Look at all the good you've done. Look at all the people you've helped. No, and for what? For Calvin, maybe? So that he can grow up in a world full of people he can trust? So he doesn't have to go through the things that we're going through? Look, we can't even trust anybody for two seconds. All the gold is gone. And Calvin's gonna grow up in a city of poverty and thieves and mistrust. No, he won't. Because you and I are gonna catch whoever did this, mister. Okay? I hope you're right. I know I'm right. You doubting me? You wanna sleep on the on the castle steps, mister? I'm not gonna be able to sleep at all now. It's gonna be okay, Gary. Gary pulls out the axe like a metal detector and just starts <laughs> scanning okay. the palace. Where where are you searching in particular? Uh, he's gonna hold out in front of him as he starts searching the other two rooms. Okay. Like he's gonna walk there and keep holding it out as he walks there. So you begin scanning and as you come out, people are kind of looking at you weird as you're walking around with this pick. Every now and then you'll get a hit on an individual. Like at one point you see this like maybe like 18, 19 year old boy and you're getting a strong magical signal and you kind of run up to him with a pick and he goes, oh God, what? <laughs> and it's just his necklace that you gather has some sort of gemstone on it. But you don't gather much aside from personal effects. You check the barracks, the barracks, you're not gathering anything. The one room where you are getting a lot of conflicting magic signals is the alchemist's room. Roll an investigation check for me. Four. You notice that something is different in the alchemist's room and you're getting a lot of mixed signals. But other than that, you're not noticing anything specific. How do the potions look? Or the liquids look? Roll a history check, I guess, to compare to your memory. Ten. You can't really recall if the potions are any different, but you notice that one of the stations, like a whole piece of the station where uh, you presume some sort of magic work was being done, is gone. Mm. Okay. Noticing anything, Gary? Yeah. What is it? Something's missing here. Last night I was here and um, one of these one of these stations is no longer here. What do you think it was for? Someone is doing some kind of alchemy and took their workbench with them. I don't know. Took it where? Um, and what were they doing? Who do we know that does alchemy? Potions guy? Maybe. All right, I'm going to go look for him. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll keep having a look here. If I find anything, I'll let you know. All right. You head down into town and you go to visit your good friend Gordy at Potions and Lotions. You open the door and Gordy is there. He's sweeping up a little bit and he says, Oh, Mr. Ray, what can I do for you? Uh, have you ever been Let me to just the... say thank you for what you did yesterday. You and everyone else, it was 
My God, look, I know we're not in a great position, but this is the the best, the most hopeful I felt about Longreach in a long while. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, hey, Gordy, have you ever, um, worked in the palace, um, alchemy room? I don't know what it's called. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, no, I, I have been visited by the alchemist, Faramir. Uh, once or twice, but uh, I haven't had much. Uh, I've never gotten to actually be in the palace at all. So there's a Faramir and he works in the palace? Yeah. Have you seen him? Lately or? Yeah. Uh, no. I kind of, uh, maybe this is grim, but I kind of assumed you did away with him during the whole thing. Is he, um, a Goralin? No, he's, uh, he's a little halfling guy. Wears glasses? Yeah, total dweeb. He does? Yes. Do you know where he lives? Either the palace or, or the royal district. I'm not quite sure how it works up there, but yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, Gordy. Yeah, this has been a good help. Yeah, you got it. All right. Going to the, the royal district. Okay, you go to the royal district. You are standing by the fountain with all the statues posed in various poses. So are there people around? Uh, you see a person or two walking, like, to or from the palace. Mostly all people you recognize from last night. Excuse me. Hello? Uh, you. Y- y- yeah? Y- you know Faramir? Uh, yeah, fuck that bastard. Yeah, uh, and you see this is one of the, the surviving prisoners. He goes, he used to, uh, come and select people from the mines all the time. Mm. Where does that asshole live? Uh... I don't know. I haven't seen outside of the underhand hold in years. Is anybody, I'd venture um, to guess probably somewhere here. Yeah. Is there any residents that uh that are from here that are still here? You mean from the upper district? Yeah. <laughs> Not that I know of. All right. I'll, uh, thanks for your help. Yeah, you got it. I gotta go back to to Yargin. You actually see Yargin coming down the pathway to head towards the mines. Oh. Yargin. Hi, lot. Uh, do you know anybody that lives here in the, the Royal District? Everyone kind of gives you the same initial reaction. He says, Keep in mind, lot, people haven't really been admitted up to the Upper District in quite a while. I used to know people who lived here there in, uh, there in Herald's Reign, but recently, no, I, I assumed it was used for, for the Reclaimers and other members of... Uh, of the palace. We don't have a single survivor from the royal district with us. That I'm aware of, no. Alright, I think I know what we're looking for. We're looking for a guy named Faramir. I know that asshole, I Yeah. He used well, to work in the palace. Yeah, so he, that means he's gotta be living in one of these houses. We should check his house. Didn't know that bastard was still alive. Okay. Hold up. I think I know which one it is. Right here. Ravenhold. And he points to one of the houses, and there's a, a mailbox that says Ravenhold. Assuming he didn't move out of his family's home, this is the place. Great. I'm going to check the mailbox. You don't find anything inside. Awesome. <laughs> I'm going in there. You find the door is actually unlocked, and you open the door. It is a like kind of a simple townhome. The houses in the upper district are very nice, very fancy, but usually not huge. 
There are like one or two exceptions, but most of these are like two-story, probably two-bedroom homes. And you open to a very nice interior. It is finely decorated. Lots of like marble with kind of like silver and gold trim. Lots of rugs. You see a beautiful, elaborate fireplace. Uh, there is a kitchen, which then has like a little divider that turns it into an alchemy station. However, everything here is spotless. Like if someone is here and someone is using this stuff, it is like scrubbed clean after every use. Uh, and then there are stairs that lead up to two different bedrooms. I'm used detect magic on the first floor. Roll an investigation check for me. Six. Again, you do detect magic. You get the feeling that there are a lot of magical fixtures in this house, like the fireplace. It's one of those fancy high magic ones with like an instant ignite. The kitchen and the alchemy stations have a number of apparatuses that are expensive and magical, kind of resembling modern technology almost to a degree. But you don't spot any items per se, you know? All right, we're going upstairs then. Okay, rolling another investigation check for me. 13. First, you check in the room to the left. And the room to the left, you open it. It is a smaller room. And this appears to be a guest bedroom. There's not much here. It's very, like, generic hotel room. The bed is perfectly made. Again, you pick up faint magic from, like, there are these lamps there that you get the feeling are some sort of magical flame that you can ignite. In fact, uh, you walk in and Yargin goes, oh, I've always wanted to tie this. And he goes, and the flame turns on. And he goes, oh, that's sick. And he claps again and turns it off. When you go to the other room, this appears to be the main bedroom of whoever lives here. As this is a little more decorated, there is a library. You find that it is missing a couple of books because it is almost perfectly stocked like all the way through, but a couple have been yanked. You see the bed is almost perfectly made, but there's like a rumple as if someone sat and then got up. Uh, there is a desk there, a little bit of a study within the library, and your detect magic vibrates the hardest at a letter on the desk. Let's look at the letter. Yeah, you find a piece of paper, and as you unfurl it, Yargin comes over to your shoulder and goes, what's that lot? And you see that it looks like a letter, right? Like you see kind of where someone would write, dear blank, and then like contents of a message, sincerely blank. But they are all in runes you don't understand. They are like multicolored runes. There are blues and reds and greens kind of forming overlapping lines and it just kind of looks like nonsense scribbles. I put on Faramir's glasses. And when you put on Faramir's glasses with the slight blue tint, suddenly a number of the colors fade away and you're able to read the message. And the message says, Faramir, the modifications are nearly complete. Take your last immunization and come to the monastery. Retrieve any incriminating artifacts possible. Okay. We're halfway there. And all the way gone. This, this is the Halftime Pad. With Nikki B. Of your party, I mean, I'm not trying to pry. You don't have to tell no, me. But no. Do you think you'll be competing? Oh, 
yeah, probably. I mean, you know, I don't want to brag, but I have the most unarmed training of all of my oh, group. Oh, wow. Know, a lot of sure love really this episode. Weapons, but there's, it's, it's different when you kind of use them, you know? Uh, yeah, 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 definitely. definitely. You know, I got love listening to Drimbus patron bonus content with you know, zero distractions. Expert, but I did some wrestling growing up, God. you know, that was something fun for me, so... New year, new Nikki me, not listening to any unknown, unidentified mystery voices. Let me just crank up the volume on this sick episode. I feel like some people might be ready to jump in there, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, do you know how long this dinner party is? It's a little uncomfortable. It is. It really is. I don't like it. Um, Do we have to stay? I think out of respect, yes. Right. But I could be wrong. Well, do you want to make a game of it? What kind of game? Dunno. know. Maybe we can make up what they're saying. <laughs> and she, like, looks to the Jarl, who is currently talking to Thora. Oh, I hear that Skellica is quite lovely this time of year. Oh, yes, Mr. Jarl, you're so handsome. And she just, like, starts, like, looking at people and, like, making a fake conversation to keep herself entertained. Geraldo and Ralgar, you guys are hanging out by the new painting, Mm -hmm. and you are not, like, approached, but the witcheress is also admiring the painting, but she doesn't, like, begin a conversation, per se. She is just also there. I'm just going to say, I guess because I can't talk to her without her talking to me first, Mm -hmm. so I will just aloud say, Ralgar, you ever seen works from Tucson? This is nice, but doesn't compare, really. I I don't think I've had the privilege of seeing something from Tucson, but I'll tell you, this is a marvelous painting. Look at the fan brush techniques here for the tree detailing here. I think yes. that's just, it really just worked uh, quite well. And the witcheress kind of joins your conversation and is like, do you know much of art? You seem quite educated in the techniques. I have some uh, artistic ability and a, a little bit of education, yes. How fascinating. I don't suppose a witcher would have experience in art. Your talents probably lie. And she kind of like, definitely not subtly checks you out and is like, <laughs> elsewhere. Are you going to say anything? Wait, was she talking to me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm not a witcher. I'm sorry. My, sorry, I'm my no brain witcher. farted. Could you say it one more time? <laughs> yeah, she basically, she tells Ralgar, she's like, oh, how fascinating. Uh-huh. I, Man, I, you know, life so is cool so good as a patron of Dungeons and Drimbus. I get sure to play on the beta version of their new she, like, TTRPG. Like, I don't know why my brain, like, I get to listen to hours and hours of bonus content, including behind-the-scenes looks at the series, in after the Drimbus, bloopers, the gang playing classic D&D adventures, in Back to Basics, and entirely new TTRPGs in Beyond D&D. And I get to hang out with fellow fans of the show and cast in our patrons-only Discord. And they never conceal their identities from me. I love all my fellow Drimbus 
Fans, Queso Loco, Jerry Benetados, Victoria Madrid, Greta and Beignet, Alejandro Lopez, Ace Andrews, Thomas Murphy, Regina Russell, Salty, Sam Olivos, Jordan Cobb, The Unnamed Rogue, John Gillette, NB Star, Doubtful Guest, Michael Richters, Davis Walden, Denny Dewdrop, Myth Mouse, Kelly Wolf, Brandon M. Bishop, Bridge, Twiglets, Joanna, Westberger, Stan Sitzman, Scrambles the Death Dealer, Aaron Adams, Nathan Mesnard, Ruth Thanatos, Morgan Lawson, Stone of Panda, Melissa Rain, Sensational, Bloods of Plenty, The Lone Trumpeter, Normally Me, Dane Kohlhoff, Loon, Luna, The State of Alaska, and Faust, The Heavenly Demonic Monster. And she's just like, I can't imagine how hard that must be. I'm so sorry. And it was my birthday. Yeah. It was my birthday yesterday. Really? Well, well you must celebrate. I mean, no, sorry, no, it wasn't. Sorry, no. Oh, no, come now. No, no. Don't be shy. Yes, yesterday was just a normal Everyone. day. Okay. And he puts the glasses on Jorgen so he can read it. He puts them on. He looks like real old man. He looks pretty Santa Claus uh, <laughs> right now as he puts on the little round glasses. You can tell his eyes have kind of gotten worse with time as he holds the letter out further from him and he squints down the bridge of his nose because notifications are complete. Immunization? Immunization for what, lad? I'm guessing a um, Meyer flu plague, maybe. Ah, oh, shut. Not again. Do you think we should still check out the underhand hold or uh, head over here to the... What did he say again? The monastery? Where did he say to go to? It says, the modifications are nearly complete. Take your last immunization and come to the monastery. Retrieve any incriminating artifacts possible. Okay. Incriminating? You think all that gold is incri- oh, Maybe. Yeah, maybe. That's probably from Logan to Faramir. Oh, shit. This is not good, Ray. I think we have to head to the monastery. But first... I think we should check out the underhand hole just in case. All right, let's go have a look. All right. Yargan kind of leads the way out with a new pep in his step as he is trying to make some quick progress. You can tell the moment you said Meyer flu, his eyes kind of widen. And you guys enter the main chamber and he says, okay, uh, where to? Uh, so I kept going down this path here until I found this little rubble of trash. Yeah, you take him, and he goes, all right, okay, and lifts the wood, and he says, okay, I, I see it. Uh, Where do you think this was headed? So, when I was head, at the end, it was a dead end, but uh, if all of a sudden there's an opening, I'm going to be real upset with myself, but let's go check it out. Why don't you lead the way? Uh, take the pick first. All right. And you guys walk down the tight passageway. You reach the end and it's still the exact same dead end you saw yesterday. And the pick is not vibrating at all. All right. Well, it's a dead end, but... Uh, you think someone was trying to escape? Yeah. The, probably one of the uh, slaves at the time. I'll give it a couple digs with the pickaxe. You chip away some rock. You find nothing really notable, honestly. It just chips away and you go, yep. All right. Well... Just had to be sure. All right, so we're going to have to go to the monastery, and uh, that means, I don't know, these, uh, what do we tell the townspeople? I think it's worth being honest with them. That said, if we want to go to the monastery, 
we're going to face a lot of uh, opposition. I don't know if you remember all those bats there. Of course. Do we need another army? If you want to take a frontal assault, I think we'll need one. But I don't think we have one. We have some people, sure, but we lost a lot of people in that fight. And I... Uh, you see he checks his bandage. He goes, I'm still not feeling 100% after that. Okay, hold on. I've... This is desperate, but uh, just follow me. I'm going to go to Gordy. Okay, you go to Gordy and he says, Morning, Gordy. Well, hi there, Mr. Jorgen. What, uh, what can I do for you guys? Gordy, uh, come with me. You're not too busy, are you? Uh, nope, nope. Just uh, trying to rebuild civilization. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, come on. Yeah, us too. And Gordy follows you. All right, we're going to the Royal Palace, the Alchemy Room. Okay. Wow. This is some top-notch equipment here. Yeah. Remember uh, my friend I told you about that's sick? Yeah. You think maybe you have what you need here to give him uh, a remedy? Ha! Huh. Okay, I'll leave this roll up to you. Gary, roll a flat d20 for me. 11. It might be a stretch. Depends how healthy you need him, but I could probably whip something up with her. Uh, with this in here, it's a lot more than I had at my shop. Healthy enough for him to, um, get to work. Well, what what kind of work are we talking here? He's a, uh, he's a craftsman. Okay. Well, I'm no doctor, and I, I think he's still gonna need medical attention, but I could probably whip something up to give him enough of a pep in his step to, uh, combat the, the symptoms he's feeling right now for a little while, at least. Yeah, anything you can. Do. Sure. Also, yeah. um, well, this is a stretch, but, uh, you wouldn't happen to know how to make invisibility potions, would you? Ugh. It's an aspirational goal of mine, but I don't think I have what I need for invisibility potions here. That's fine. Just do what you can, thanks. All right, I'll, I'll get to work. I, I should have something by the end of the day. Okay. Okay. And you see Gordy, like a kid in a candy store, uh, <laughs> begins looking at all the different ingredients and stations in the alchemy room. I'm going to go talk to Barnabas. Okay. Barnabas is in the throne room, and the kids and Yemek, Yorick, and Yasuka are kind of all around him, just hanging out for a little bit. And he looks up at you, and, and he nods in acknowledgement. I'm getting pretty desperate here, my friend. Um, trying to get you a cure. It may not be perfect, but uh, I'm hoping it'll let you uh, get to doing what you do best, if you know what I mean. Any help would be appreciated. Now, if, uh, let's say you are, if you're able to get back up and, and do your stuff, uh, I'm just going to ask you if there's any way you could do some kind of cloak of invisibility. <laughs> oh, right. <coughs> so that is a big request. I would need the right materials. Right. What kind of materials do you need? Um, let's see. I would need special dyes from certain flowers, as well as uh, an acid mixture, relatively easy to make. I would just need access to an alchemical station. Oh, I wish Becca was here. She was a wonderful... Seamstress, she knew everything. He's in like a chair you said that they made for him? Yeah, it's like a special chair that is like a lighter material that is made to be easy to like pick him up and move him around. Ah, uh, all right. Yogg and crap one side. 
I'm going to grab the other. All right, lad. He says, wait, 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 wait. Someone hand me a piece of paper. Um, anybody got paper? Here you go. Calvin tears a page out of his coloring book. I hand it to Barnabas. Okay, you see Barnabas takes it and a crayon from Calvin's hand and very kind of weakly begins scribbling. And it takes him a little bit. And then he takes the page. He's made like kind of three rows of lists. And he tears the page into three pieces. And he says, Emic, Yorick, Yasikal, can I count on you to get me these materials, please? Oh, yeah, yeah. I can always count on them to get us what we need. It may take them a second, but I can get started with what I can. How big a cloak do you need? Um, ideally at least to cover one person or, or, or goblin. Uh, but it, you know, if you can make one that fits two, like say a goblin and a dwarf, even better. And how soon do you need it? As soon as possible, really. Um, listen guys, the three use, uh, anything you need, materials, the alchemist room in the palace should have some. There's a guy working there, just tell him I sent you. And uh, I think the underhand hold has some materials. You might have to dig them up. They, uh, they might, need, might need some gold to go purchase from neighboring towns if possible. How much gold do you guys need? Let's call it uh, for a cloak of invisibility. 75 each. Yeah, I'll hand them 75 each. Okay, Ray, level with me. Making this is difficult. What's my deadline? Do you want one that works perfectly, which may take a much longer time? Or do you need one that basically is the best I can do within a day or two? The one that works perfectly, how long does that take? Depends how quickly uh, the three can get me the materials. If I had all the materials today, maybe a little under a week. If it takes them any longer to find everything, then that extends it. You know what? Let's get it perfect. Take all the time you need. All right. I will work with haste. Okay. Now, Jorgen. Hey, lad. We should head over to the uh, monastery, but we need someone to watch the people while we're gone. Wait, you want to go now? Well, I guess we could just wait a week for this cloak to get done i'm look i'm okay to go but what's your plan i'm not going to be able to fight through hundreds of those things right now you still need a rest huh Ugh. and he, he uh he kind of leans on the chair for a little bit to catch his breath he goes i'm afraid this injury might be sticking with me for a while okay now Ray, i have to ask you what are your intentions once that cloak is ready there's a lot of innocent people in that monastery or there were. I don't know who's left. I have no idea how to get in there, but I figure that as long as we're not seen, we have a chance. I have no idea what to expect inside there, except that maybe Captain Logan and Faramir and your son. What if we don't use the front entrance at all? Well, yeah, we're not going to use the front entrance, but the whole thing is surrounded by a swarm of bats. Bats can't fly if we come from below. You think that tunnel is headed to the monastery? I don't know if it was the original intention, but we can definitely try. It's not finished anyway. 
You know what? We might as well, right? We have nothing else to do. I can try and get volunteers. Yeah, so they can dig the tunnel while I do what I gotta do. Aye. Okay. How are we gonna reward them? I guess, what's a good price? Maybe ten gold a day? Ten gold a day? Yeah. How many guys are you thinking of getting? As many as will sign up, probably. Okay. How about we pay him with uh, the gold that we uh, retrieve? That sounds fair to me. Good. Okay. Yeah. I guess you're gonna have to let him know what happened to the gold. Maybe. Alright. You want me to take care of that? Yeah. Do you need anything else from me? No, we just need to make sure that the people here are fed. And, um... Oh, here's, uh... He gives him the rubber pen and paper. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing with this. I'm listening. It's a communication device, so, um... You know... Hello? He talks into it. Hello? And he starts tapping on it like a grandpa tried to figure out a computer. So, I'm talking... I'm communicating... Hey! Can you hear me, lad? Jorgen. Huh? Like this. Look. And, uh, whatever. He draws a smiley face on his paper pen. Oh, right. Okay. Bonehead, you move up me there. Gotcha. Listen. Hey. I have one. Angelina has one. You have one. And someone I don't know exactly I can trust has one. Okay. I'm not entirely sure I can trust her. She got it from uh, some old people I used to know. And uh, I would just be careful whatever I put on there. Nothing nothing too personal. You never know. You got it, lot. But it works great. It's instant communication. If there's any emergency, you know, let me know. Just keep it, uh, you know, not too, not too secretive, but not too open either. Okay, lot. All right. Thank you. Only thing to do now is, uh, get strong. Do you have any affairs you need to tend to in the meantime? Gary cracks his knuckles. I need to train. Train? In what sense? He grabs Yargin's shoulders and he gets <laughs> his nose up in Yargin's nose. L. A. U. <laughs> Alright, lot. <laughs> you do whatever you need to do. I think it's best if we move quickly, though. We should probably go address the, uh, the rabble. You're, uh, probably better suited for that. They like you more. I, I think it'd be a good opportunity for them to get to know you a little bit, but, uh, I can certainly take the lead. And Jorgen opens the door and begins to walk with you towards the main hall, the palace, the throne room. As you leave Barnabas behind and everyone kind of starts doing the work they've been assigned. As you enter the throne room, you are kind of making your way through the crowd of people. Uh, You hear everyone. There is a huge commotion going on with dozens of conversations going on. Uh, But Silvio actually comes up. He grabs you for a second and he says, Mr. Globemi, forgive my intrusion. I know there are a great many things going on at the moment. Uh, Firstly, I'm sorry I have not been of more help to you. As a farmer, I did not have much experience in combat. But seeing my new abilities, and he kind of gestures to his, like, gray vampire skin and, like, bears his fangs, I think it'd be wise to try and hone them in, in case they're needed. 
We have something big coming up in about a week. Maybe I could use you. Help me out. If I'm not much of a bother, I would love to follow your lead, maybe learn from you a little bit in preparation for what's to come. You saw the tower, right? With the bats. I did, the monastery. Something tells me your abilities could be of use there. That brings me to my next point, which was uh, a bit more of an ask. Again, I, I know it is probably the last thing on your mind, but if we could find some way to prove my free will to the court for my case next month, I would appreciate it. I miss my children, and well, I don't remember much of my time as a thrall, but given what I do remember and where I woke up and all of that, I would not be surprised if Ed and Fred are still around here somewhere. I haven't forgotten about your court case, although I admit I some details have been slipping every day. Angelina has advised me that you have a lot on your plate. We have been working together to prepare uh, some statements, but uh, the question remains, no matter how many nice things we write, we still don't have proof of my free will for the court, so that is something that I'm hoping we can find some way to prove uh, in the weeks to come. I'm here for you, Silvio. I appreciate that. Anyways, um... If I get to be too annoying, or if I'm slowing you down, please feel free to send me away, but I would appreciate uh, trying to learn from you a little bit. My condolences, again, about Strong. He, he seemed like a fantastic person, and I'm only sorry I did not make myself of more use in that situation. Perhaps I could have helped it go differently. Oh, it's like you said, you're a farmer first. However... It's funny you talk about learning. I was just about to go off to do some learning myself. Maybe you could benefit from some as well. I am open to anything and everything. For the next week, I plan to get stronger and train in the arcane arts. No. Maybe. No, wait. And he looks at you and you see like his eyes light up. He goes, you don't mean LRU? Uh, uh, Gary casts Mage Hand, and the Mage Hand goes up in front of his face, and it does a symbol of the letter L, and then does the symbol of the letter R. Ah, he's <laughs> doing it with you. Yeah. Yo! <laughs> oh, it, it would be a, a, a great honor of my life to, to attend some classes at LRU. Maybe we can learn a few tricks, help each other out, you know? And that way we're more prepared for when we storm the monastery. Certainly, certainly, yes. Oh, th uh, th thank you, Ray, thank you. Yeah, I don't know. Pick some kind of uh, school. I'm not very advanced myself, but if we can learn a few different spells, you know, cover each other's weaknesses, we can be more prepared for what's in store. That would be marvelous. Should I meet you up with you perhaps uh, uh, tomorrow and, and prepare to study? Yeah, early in the morning. We're gonna start classes. Very well. How are you? Excellent, excellent. Oh, I, I 
cannot wait to tell my children about this. Uh, very well, sorry, I, I, I can tell you we're on your way to something important. Uh, don't let me stop you. Gary Mage Hand salutes Silvio. He does uh, the LRU hand signal. <laughs> and with that, you continue on your way further into the throne room as all of the people are stirring and you catch glimpses of different conversations. Everyone has their own concerns from the health and safety of their loved ones to their business's well-being to the future of Longreach and any number of other things. Eventually, Yargan takes the stage and manages to quiet most of the people down. He invites you up as you explain the events of the last few days to the townsfolk, from your appearing in the town, to the corruption of Judge King Rengar and Reclaimer Captain Logan, to the battle, to your plans to infiltrate the monastery. After answering several rounds of questions, particularly regarding Rengar's successor, the crowd begins to rile up until Yargan shouts, Folk! I know we're anxious to move on, but hang tight. So long as the forces that bound us still walk free, the hand of oppression will loom over us. Reclaimer Captain Logan, who betrayed us, is still out there. Warren's monastery is still held by the swarm of bats. We know not for what reason, but we know it cannot be good, given the monastery's pivotal role. And many of you... He puts a hand to his abdomen. Us are still injured, and we could use the good folk over there. So that's our next target. I am no king, and we cannot force you to do anything. But we would appreciate your cooperation where you can land it. When all of Longreach is free and safe, then we can decide what comes next. We can build something we all have a hand in. And with that, the crowd settles down a bit. You spend the rest of the day getting to know the people of Longreach. Hi, how you doing? Their pasts, their strengths and weaknesses, their plans for the future. It's nice to see. With their help, I appreciate it. Thank you. You, Yargin, Grizabeth, Silvio, and the entirety of Longreach stay up into the evening, going through plans and divvying up teams and assignments to prepare to infiltrate the monastery. This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Nicholas Benetados as Gary Mogbaugh. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. Editing was done by Hannah Schooner and Giancarlo Herrera with sound design by Giancarlo Herrera. If you want to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our After the Show show, After the Drimbus, free exclusive merch, bonus series, and the chance to create items for the show or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons and Drimbus sticker. Thank you all so much for listening, and I do declare, I'll see you all next week.
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Look to the sea. Wayland's assembled a team. They're inside already. This was a risky gamble. There will be consequences for the both of you. Mm, don't threaten me with a good time. I thought you said this would be a quick in and out job! Did, did, did I say that? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm drawing a blank here, Johnny. Peace of mind. Is that what you call it? You think that what you've given me is peace of mind? I knew you'd come out on the other side. That's just you, right? You never give up. Unless you're giving up on me. It's always raining in Neo-Atlantis. It can't rain all the time. That'll be enough, Mr. Indri. Enough conversation. You have a job to do. Finish it. Kill them. Return Alex Webb to us. The sentiment will surely get me killed in the process, but I mean, none of us get out of this life alive. Am I right? Cybernautica Breakwall, Cybernautica Undertow. A production of Red Fathom Entertainment. Presented by the Fable and Folly Network. Listen to both complete series now. Welcome to Neo-Atlantis.